and welcome everybody to What the Hops. Adam, Brian, and Savannah here at Pressure Drop Brewing Company uh, down deep in the barrel factory in Old First Ward. And we're here with a couple of guests. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Classy. That was a great introduction. By the way, that was that was Josh <laughs> spilling beer. Spilling sticky cheese all over. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. We haven't even hit the bourbon yet. I'm out. <laughs> you just got here. I know. Josh from West Shore. I think I'm just gonna leave it at that. And Carl from Pressure Drop. <laughs> Yeah, we uh this is like great introduction. <laughs> we've been we've been trying to work something out where we can get here and just uh get a bunch of fucking beers and talk some I don't know, maybe figure out where the fuck night goes, you know? <laughs> On a Tuesday nonetheless. Great. Dude, did you fucking crack my Belgian tulipware? I'll fucking kill you. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't. Anywho. <laughs> Might have, right. to, might have to go and get one of the one of the kids' sippy cups out of the car. Yeah, just for Josh, right? Hey, do you want a straw with that? Yeah, we can get you we can get you one of the fancy straws and we can put a fucking umbrella in there for you too. As long as it has four loops. So you four get, loops? You can get straws that actually spell your name out and shit if you want to. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Hey, what better way to start the night? Right? I mean, you could be, uh, I did find out that Hot Mama's out in Black Rock, they don't have plastic straws anymore, right? They have metal straws, but you can buy them for buck fifty, and you get to keep the fucking straw. They won't serve you any straws at all. It's just like it's... No, yeah, they're trying to eliminate plastic from the environment. Like, you know, they're doing the plastic bag bands. So in California, they do straws made out of, like, bamboo. And shit like that. Which is probably better than the paper straws, because the paper straws yeah. are nice, but... No. What did I hear? You're I using some... a lot of fucking straws, then, because they don't last. They last, like, Well, not years. only that, but paper straws are made in paper mills, which consume a massive amount of, like, diesel fuel to operate, and also do a fuck ton of air polluting. <laughs> So yeah, like paper straws, really, really bad. Paper bags, <laughs> paper bags. Oh, dude, I lived in for a hot minute. I lived in Panama City, Florida, right? AKA the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> AKA LA, Lower Alabama. Wait, right? I was uh, LA, I was, I was, I was in Panama City, Florida, like for one night. And it was enough. That's all you could I'm take. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm dying. I lived there for ten months. Wow. I bartended spring break, yo. Right? I kind of thought you were gonna say ten days. I'm not gonna lie. No, ten months. I was there for ten, almost eleven months. And then, um, but there was a paper mill, not anywhere near the freaking gorgeous, beautiful beach community with all the bars and all that kind of crap. No, but right across the bridge, inland, about ten miles. Oh my god, dude. As soon as you cross the bridge you get out of the bay, dude, all you smell those paper mill and I was just like, mm, this is deep south paper mill and boiled peanuts. <laughs> it's fucking great, man. You know what I like about our friendship? What's that? I learn something new about you every time. <laughs> what? You didn't know that I lived in Florida? No. No, man. I. That's, I started the... Uh, 
I moved down there because I needed to get the fuck out of New York. I got down True. there. Right? Well, <laughs> keep in we mind. We all come back. <laughs> this is this is like I never left, so I can't <laughs> say that. This was like 1998 when Buffalo was not in the greatest shape. Right. And um, at least the Sabres were doing well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watched the Stanley Cup playoffs in the bar that I was working at in Florida in 1999. Right. So I left in like October 98, and I moved back in September 99. So. And uh, when I was down there, though, I got this job at this freaking crazy ass nightclub on the beach <laughs> as a bar back when I was 21 years old. It's a good job. And within like three weeks, I was a bartender and I had no fucking idea what I was doing. But it was just like making kamikaze shots and purple hooters and fucking, you know, just garbage like sugar sex and vodka, on sex on the beach. <laughs> Vodka, sugar, in a glass. Here you go. That'll be $10. Chicks dancing all over the bars. You learn to uh, blow fireballs. So I can, like, put a shot of 151 in my mouth, take my finger, stick it in my mouth, pull it out, light my finger on fire, and then spray a fireball at somebody. I used to do it in between chicks' legs who were dancing on the bar. That was always fun. (laughs) They'd be dancing on the bar, and they'd be like... Mm, mm, mm. And all of a sudden, this huge fireball come out in between their legs, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Every time we hang out, I learn something new. <laughs> that's number two. Actually, it might be number three. So, so I might have missed something there, but the we'll touch on that later. Buffalo or Panama City? Panama City. Oh no! Okay, Ten so was your max? Yeah, no, I maxed out. I maxed out. <laughs> I will say it had the greatest bar I've ever been in my entire life. Well, so it had. Panama City, Florida actually has the largest nightclub in the United States of America. It fits like 28,000 people inside it. Wow. In a single nightclub. There's like 78 bar stations in it. Holy shit. But, um... So it was the greatest bar, the greatest bar ever. Is, wait, wait, is that the place that they had Nitro at a bunch of times? Yeah, they had, yeah, they had WWF there. No, like, it's WCW! And at the, it's at the pool outside, <laughs> they would gonna, set no. up the wrestling ring on top of the pool. I know. And they would... Like yeah, DDT people Kevin, out of the ring and Kevin Nash was doing fucking cannonballs, dude. Yeah, I was please, there for that, man. Please, if we're gonna drink these, I think uh, Josh, Josh, I've already Josh, had a podcast of yours where I was ranting about wrestling. Josh, Josh, I think you and I are the only two wrestling fans, anyhow. But like, if you're talking about fucking yeah, Cannabis City and talking talking about the largest nights club, I just have to mention it, man. No, I mean no. That, I was just I, watching I was those on the there. network the other day. I was there for that. It was like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin was there and a bunch of other freaking tools. The bags. last nitro was there. Damn it! Um, <laughs> and so it begins. But Panama City had the greatest bar ever. It was this joint called Miss Newbies, and it was literally a liquor store with a horseshoe bar in the middle of it. So if you wanted to, you could go up, buy a bottle of Jack off the shelf, set it down on the bar, pay 18 bucks for it because there are no taxes in Florida on anything, and pay 18 bucks for it. And then you could pay $2 for free mixers for the rest of the night. And you could just literally sit there and pour yourself Jack Daniels into your own glass all so night long. So your own bottle service without yes. having to pay like right. Yeah, and there is none of this. Dollars. Yeah, you don't have to worry so about. So how many people died there <laughs> at Miss Newbies? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They had a drive-through though. 
God. So there was a drive through on the side of the building. That, that happens like, in a lot of states. <laughs> yeah, no, get this, there's drive through liquor stores in Wyoming. What? Yeah, New York this is, is the dude, first that I've ever heard. New York is very prudish. Not only do we not have drive through liquor stores, we don't have legal weed. Like, we're missing out on a lot of shit here. We don't even have drive- do we have any drive through beer stores? No. No. Dude, I've no. heard New of York's it, but I've a, never seen New York's it. It's a very prudish state oh, when it comes to awesome. having fun. So we're, we're in a bubble, is what you're saying. Yeah, so, but Miss Newbies, though, the best part about this place was the, it was a better value to buy, like, vodka soda from the bar because they would give you a 16 ounce glass and they would put 14 ounces of vodka in it <laughs> and, like, two ounces of soda. And they'd be like, that's four dollars. <laughs> they do that in. A, I was in Barcelona a few years ago, and that's how they serve their liquor. I didn't. I wasn't drinking a lot of beer there because I just didn't know what to order because I didn't speak Spanish. And uh, yeah, that's how they serve. So we were just like vodka when we'd go in places, vodka or gin, and you'd get you know a glass, a, a bigger like a sixteen ounce glass. Yeah, and, like a shaker yeah, pint. Yeah. Yeah, and about about four ice, little ice. About 14 ounces of vodka, right, right up, but two, in, uh, two inches left from the top. And then they hand you a glass of Sprite, like a can of Sprite on the side. <laughs> you don't even have, you don't even have room in your glass to put it in. Right through the burn. And, what and kind of vodka it, would actually five, be in Spain? It'd be five euros. Which what are they, what are they using? Oh, no, maybe they're importing like Grey Goose or something. Yeah. yeah. At the time, it's actually it was like probably cheaper pretty, to get Grey Goose in Spain than it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's no, there's, uh, there's no taxes with the Eurozone. It's free trade. You'd probably buy bottles of Grey Goose for like 18 bucks. Yeah. You know? It's probably not oh, it's ultra brilliant. premium in Spain. They probably just like, oh, this French garbage. You know? <laughs> no, I was at a, that was at like a bar. They look bar. at it with disdain, you know, they can't stand it. Um, but yeah, and then at Miss Newbies though too, they had these gigantic glass ashtrays. If you want to watch somebody die in Miss Newbies, they <laughs> one of these gigantic glass ashtrays got smashed over their head. Um, but on the bottom of it, it said this ashtray stolen from Miss Newbies. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking place was pure class, man. How many <laughs> how many Newbies fights did you, did you see? Never saw a fight in there. Uh, in it's all because they didn't they didn't last long enough to be fights. <laughs> no, just an ashtray no. outside the head. No, because everybody who went there. So laws are really strange in Florida too. That like your bar can open at five o'clock in the morning. As long as it's been closed for eight hours. Okay. Right? So they were really cool law, right? So they would open at 5 a.m. And all the bartenders, we're all getting out of work at 5.36. We go to Miss Newbies at 6 o'clock in the morning and then drink until noon. And then go home and pass the hell out and then wake up at... Seven o'clock in the evening, go to work at eight. Do it all. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. Like that's Freaking a perfect se- thing. You worked. Like, you worked nine shifts in seven days when you were bartending in Florida. You worked nine shifts in seven days. So I would work ten o'clock in the morning to six o'clock at night, two days, and then from eight o'clock at night until close, seven days a week for spring break. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was. But you had to basically make your entire paycheck for the whole year on that in eight weeks <laughs> yeah so it was like i'm gonna die <laughs> right but in like but, and so the best part about it is all these kids money. <laughs> all these kids are coming down from like the northeast or whatever and they all got the flu and none of them are like 
oh, I'm sick, I'm not going to spring break. So by the time you get done of eight weeks of dealing with sick kids, like you're just like drinking like freaking half a gallon of NyQuil at night and like half a gallon of DayQuil during the day just to get through the days. They all got mono. They're just yeah, they're no, making out with each yeah. other. So it's <laughs> yeah. spreading Those were the days. Your eyes are bloodshot, <laughs> but not for fun reasons. For all the wrong reasons. Your eyes are bloodshot because you're sick. Oh, you and know you're like stammering and dizzy because you're sick. Not because you're having fun. Right. Not because you drank too much. Not because you smoked like multiple blunts. But because you're so sick and you're just like dizzy and dying and but you're like i have to work because i'm gonna go into work and i'm gonna make sixteen hundred dollars tonight right you know so you can't <laughs> so is miss newbies still in existence oh my god i have no idea i'd like to know why it was shut down because i'm just guessing that it's probably shut down <laughs> I mean, we we saw some really sketchy stuff happen, like in Florida. Like I saw some really weird things, and none of those bars got shut down. So, but Florida four four. Yeah, all the bars and restaurants were open. So Florida's its own. Yeah, Florida. It should literally yeah. be its own country. Let's it's be real. Like, what was it? Adam Carolla used to play a game. It was like, is it Florida or Germany? Right. right? It's like still- because. It's, <gasps> Still pops up. It's open till 4 a.m. <laughs> 7 a.m. to 4 a.m. Road trip. Oh, they changed their hours. They don't open at 5 anymore? That's according according to the Google machine. <laughs> so. 7 a.m. to 4 a.m. I mean, I would it's go to still, breakfast. It still exists. <laughs> I would go to breakfast at Quorum's. Get out of work at 5.30. Go to breakfast at Quorum's and then go to Miss Movies if they didn't open until 7. 7 a.m. though. Yeah. I can go for yeah. Caesar. Oh, who can't go for a Caesar when you see a Caesar? I think that's how they market Caesars. That's exactly how they market Caesars. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Are Caesars that great? I don't know. Like, I'm not a fan of the Caesar. No, we're having a yeah. low bump. <laughs> we're having we're having a letter Kenny moment. <laughs> we're having a letter Kenny moment. I got a I got a no, letter. Your your damn Canadian comedy, <laughs> right? So I wait. Like, how how long are we thinking about staying here? We can stay here as long as you want. Yeah. I'm going to try to throw in a line from every single episode. (laughs) 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 Fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Get this guy buppers. Um, Well, that could be be bad because I'm getting really podgy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I was a baseball team, I'd be the LA Podgers. (laughs) You say I'm from every episode? It's only 30... 39. No, it's 7 times 6. No, it's 6 times 6 plus 3, 4 special. It's only 40. I've already hit like 8 of them. (laughs) (laughs) So we've already made one letter Kenny beer. We made uh, the... Oh, this all all comes together. (laughs) So we made the red IPA for St. Patrick's Day. And because I can't... Not that I can't, but I don't want to make an Irish red ale. And plus, there's so many other people who already make the Irish red ale. You're talking about the pitter patter. Yeah, so we made pitter patter. Let's get at her. Let's get at her. And uh, so, uh, but then Scott from Twelve Gates is a huge fan. So then, when Scott came over here, we just did a collab with him. We did kettle sour, and. Um, we just went back and forth, like, shooting letter Kenny quotes at each other for, like, three fucking days via text message. <laughs> Until finally he sent me one, and I was just, and he was like, can't confirm, and I was like, can't confirm. And so that's what we're calling the beer. <laughs> and then we're putting it in cans. And so the cans, though, have Wayne 
on the can with the dog in a full Nelson. <laughs> sitting at the fucking dinner table with a can of Can Confirm sitting on the table right in front of him. It is fucking awesome. Did you guys same. have your usual... Uh... So we have a couple different artists we work with. So um, there's uh, Allie. She works at the distillery next door, but she's got a degree in graphic arts. She did a few for us. She did... You the, can look at the... She did the Buckstar, right? She did Buckstar. She did Knives Out. And she did Aqua Buddha. Oh, sweet. And then Craig did Sticky Citra... Dang Sinatra, Brothers Got a Hug, both of the Space Monkeys. And then there was, um, you can see the Joe Strummer painting on the wall over there. So that was this label. That was actually done by this girl, uh, Tall Tara, who used to work in, oh, I only Tal call her, yeah. You remember Tall Tara? I remember Tall Tara. Dude, that chick was like eight foot fucking six. <laughs> She wasn't that tall, but I, she was legit like six two. It didn't help that her boyfriend was, was like five four, seven. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's legit. Like he's probably in five, all six. Business, he's probably five eight, right? But she's such a tower of power that she probably has an attitude to go with it too. So, so. No, 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 she was mild mannered and very kind, kind generous. What was that? Soft spoken, patient. Oh, what was it? She's good. She was, was a good SNL bartender. So she used to bartend here, and she also was like getting a fine arts degree. And so she did that painting, and then we just superimposed it for the strummer. So we've had three different artists work for us. I'd like to bring more people in. We have, we also have, I have like 19 more, no, not 19 more, maybe four more labels that Craig has done for us for beers that we haven't made yet that like are in the pipeline besides like the one off in collab. So we got like, um, we got one for a beer that we're gonna call Cowboys and Ninjas. <laughs> and it's it's just straight like, the Cowboys blowing the Ninjas brains out as the Ninjas simultaneously like disemboweled. Don't put too many Ninja weapons on them. Oh yeah, no, I got a, I got a critique about the Citrus Screamer label once on like Untapped or something. It was like, why are all these Ninja weapons on this label? <laughs> the fuck cares, man? Brian, what are we drinking right now? Well, first, Anna? everybody, I just want to throw out, we did start off the night with a little bit of pressure drop. I had a Buckstar. Savannah, what'd you have? I had the, the Rogue Space Monkey. I had the Rogue Space Monkey as well. It was delicious. Always delicious. I had a Sticky Trees. I dropped all over the floor. <laughs> I had a Sticky Trees as well. But you Which, did not drop. But you did but you No, I did not it. drop my Sticky Trees all over the floor. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. And we literally just cracked into this crawler of the Hop One IPA from Mortalis. That it's got was... a nice friggin' nose on it. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to make a hazy IPA, this one's pretty opaque. This was uh, it's 6.7 ABV and was crawlered on 413. So That's soft. Yeah. I think they tapped this maybe about two weeks ago. It's actually opening up really nicely as it warms up. Like, now the... And it's funny because this is, I think, Super is one of the ones that, like, like people... Sweet, smooth, friggin' head, too. Good carb, like, good retention. Like, decent bubbling going on, like, the whole time. And this is one of the ones that people like, aren't really too to much a fan of, too. Like, that's you weren't a, a fan? No, people aren't. Oh, people aren't a fan. Oh, so it only gets like 4.5 on untapped. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than everything else that Mortalis does, I guess. I like want to know what their version of not selling an IPA is. 
Well, we these sold 32 so, today. so these were the reason why I was able to actually get this on Sunday and was we showed Is this up fruited or no? No. We showed up there on uh we showed up there about quarter to one and they actually still had these sitting in their cooler for crawlers. Now generally they they fill about 200 or some 200 to 300 for Sundays and people will go through and get whatever and this happened to be the one that they filled the most of and people were like yeah we already got some we don't need that oh it just, yeah it just we showed sat. up at like 11 and you, you so. get like two so I mean if you Do really want really you, three, you like one crawler per person uh, like your first in no, line they, normally three they, they usually start off at like three and then they'll taper off if you're yeah. later yeah what do they sell probably for like 18 bucks 15 to 17 i think yeah that's not bad yeah. yeah we used to sell triple ipas in crawlers at knee deep for nine dollars it's insane yeah we also though i will say this uh when i worked at knee deep when i first started there we would do so hoptologist i don't know if you ever had hoptologists when did you when when so when did you work? I in? started working there in twenty fourteen. Okay. And then like I worked in the tasting room for like three, four months and then like basically just broke the brewmaster's will to let me come and work on the production side <laughs> of things. Like you just keep bothering the guy every fucking day. Right. Eventually it's gonna be like, all right, here's a pump, there's a tank, there's some chemicals, fucking clean it. Right? <laughs> oh, by the way. Here's this Yahoo. His name's Sawyer. He's gonna show you how, right? <laughs> and uh, so more hands make less work, right? So me and Sawyer, Sawyer started teaching me to clean tanks and all that stuff. But I mean, so it's 2014 when I started working there. How long were you in California? 13, almost 14 years. Wow. Yeah, I left when I was 25. Came back when I was 39. Yeah. So left it a little bit more than Panama. <laughs> Yeah, no, California was bad. Man. But I mean, you were there right in the height of like the craft beer explosion. Too. Yeah, I mean, like, fucking, it was it was insane. Like, we, I mean, like I started drinking craft beer in like, well, craft beer in like 1999 because like when I was working in Panama City, Florida, man, it was like, dude, we had Sam Adams Boston Lager, mm-hmm. like, and Michelob used to make an Amberbach. But I they did like super limited release on it. I feel like you that shit was fucking good. I feel like you could still get that in like Wisconsin and shit, dude. The mix is that the next podcast. What Amberbach? Amberbach. No, we're all gonna take a road trip to Wisconsin. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah. So wait, where was that? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I started drinking. Yeah, but and then when we got out to Cali, man, I mean, it was just. You know, know, like, Russian River was two hours away. Lagunitas was, like, we used to have... Russian River, Bear Republic, and Lagunitas were all within, like, freaking 30 minutes of each other. And And then, like, on the way there, there were, like, eight breweries. And then, like, if you got to Russian River and they were doing some kind of special release or some crap like that, there was literally a a brewery right across the street called Third Ave that was making beer that was almost as fucking good. You know, I mean... Did you ever make it down to L.A.? No, never went to LA. Let's talk like this in LA. <laughs> We've never been on a hike until you've been to LA. LA. 
But uh, I don't know if that's you guys quoting or just that's shit. Quoting. Okay. It's like twelve. We're at like eleven. Yeah, we're, oh no, we're at like I seventeen. Lost, I lost yeah. count. He's got like seventeen fucking. He's he's wrapped them into normal conversation. Yeah. At this oh, point. I'm good at that. That's yeah. like my one and only talent. I was gonna say how how do, how does your wife enjoy that? She actually loves the show. <laughs> she absolutely loves the show. Right, right. So you're fortunate, but uh, and they're fed of some pepperettes are not to be missed. <laughs> So okay. we, we were out there during we were out there during the we were out there during like the bombest of craft beer. But like when I started working in knee deep, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Like hoptologist, like was it? Um, so there's a God, I can't remember. Oh, the Bistro Awards, right? So it's San Francisco uh, IPA competition called the Bistro Awards. It's like world famous, like breweries from all around the world freaking send their IPAs, and it's only an IPA competition, and they do. And it's all West Coast, man. Like, that's it. So they do, well, they might do hazies now. I'm not sure. I haven't checked into the Bistro Awards in a few years, but um, they had single IPA, double IPA, triple IPA categories, right? And like, when Hoptologist beat Pliny the Elder at the Bistro Awards, this was like world fucking news. And then, like, the one year that I was working there, at the World Beer Cup, we took like freaking four medals for IPAs. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I work at this place. This is fucking rad. Right. But in the tasting, so we were in a town of 15,000 people and we're making like 20,000 barrels of beer a year, which is like, at the time, was more than the entire city of Buffalo was making, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're sitting there and the owner, we were selling. Hoptologist is 9.5% double IPA. We're selling it in pints for 450. Holy fuck. Right? And then we were selling triple IPAs. So we always had four triple IPAs on the menu. And they were all over 11% alcohol. <laughs> so we had 11.1, 11.25, 11.3, and 11.5. And then we had a quad IPA on the menu too that was like 13.6 and like 150 IBUs. And so we, and we always had a couple Imperial Stouts and we did an Imperial Vanilla Porter and like 13 ounce pours, 450. The only thing that went above 450 was the Quad IPA, was 550 for a 13 ounce pour. That is insane. So when he raised the price, so he didn't, he was getting murdered on sales tax. So he was like, I'm gonna start charging sales tax on everything. And I was like, Jerry, people don't want 16 cents and change. <laughs> I was like, just raise the price to $5 and then you're making even more money. He was like, people aren't going to be mad if I raise my prices to $5. I was like, the brewery across the street is charging $7 a pint. He's like, well, that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was fucking awesome. I love Jerry. I love Jerry. He sounds like a good guy. He's like retired military, retired cop, nothing to do with the beer industry. He was just, but at the same point in time, he was just, uh, he had, he was a cop that investigated all the other cops, okay. but internal affairs. So let's just put it this way. Jerry had the best poker face ever. Sure. And he could scare the shit out of you like that. But also a big teddy bear. You just got to know how to. Love it. Wish yeah, I, no, I, wish I, I wish I could be like that. You 
want to be the big teddy bear with the best poker face ever? I just wish I had a better poker face. Like, I usually correct pretty easily. It's just, it's one of those. You just got to take it down about 20%. Yep. Yeah, just take it down about 20%. But mentioned in Bear Republic, honestly, the first time I got the uh, Racer 5. Racer 5. Like, because you're used to drinking Sierra Nevada. And then all of a sudden you have that and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? Oh man, if you've ever had a Simtra. I haven't. Okay. That's what I mean. Like the, the when because it's funny because they had distribution here for a minute and then they oh. cut it. Oh, because no, yeah. uh, oh, very public. They cut it because they're like, yeah, we're wearing ourselves thin out here, so we're yeah. gonna cut East Coast distribution. Yeah. You've seen that actually with a lot of breweries that like all of a sudden those big those big regional ones that, that were like, oh yeah, we're in forty nine states. Your clicks over, they're like, all right, we're now in like 18 states. Yeah. Because as more and more locals pop up, I mean, even we see it. With more and more locals pop up, it it is harder. It's just, it's more competition for the bigger guys. So you almost need staff in every single one of those markets. Oh, you do. To go out and sell. You do. And I mean, Knee Deep's got like an army of sales reps. Right, but so it's they, a lot had, they had like Knee Deep was distributing, and well, still does distribute in New York. They just don't distribute in Western New York. They're in and that's and that's what a lot of breweries do at this point because well, they're selling beer in New York City, and they want to sell beer in Western New York. They're just in a big fight with their distributor right now because they had a sales rep in this area, and he like set up like all these tastings and all this stuff, and they were going to launch the brand in this area, and then like. I don't know what happened. He just fucking flaked on it all. Wow. And next thing you know, like he's supposed to be pouring beer at Wegmans and there ain't nobody there. And Wegmans is like, fuck you, <laughs> you know? And like, that doesn't really tell anybody. I mean, they've been pretty fucking nice to us. Sure. And uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, oh, by the way, the Wegmans family, you guys are some really rad people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, that was pretty like rude on whoever's part like didn't show up to this whole jam and so like they're that pissed their distributor off and their distributors like fuck you we're not selling your beer now and so they're in this like big old fight right now so they're actually trying to get a new western new york distributor and when they do as soon as they sign paperwork um i'm supposed to fly out to cali do a collab with them on their system and then they're gonna just, it's gonna be like their relaunch to this area as a collab that we. I was just gonna ask you, awesome. do, you know, do you still have contacts with. Oh, yeah, I still have all those motherfuckers. I still buy hops from them. Well, Dank Sinatra. I was saying, in case anybody doesn't know, the Dank Sinatra was a collab with Knee Deep. Oh. Yeah, so when I left Knee Deep, my friend Jackie, I got her a job there, and she was still working in the tasting room. And like my last day when I was quitting, I walked in the brewmaster's office and I was like, hey, don't hire anybody new. I was like, please, if you could, just give Jackie my job. And so she just, and he was like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. And she walked in and she just crushed it from day one. And uh, she was flying to New York City for something totally unrelated. And she's like, I'll stop in Buffalo. And they were like, yeah, fucking collab with Carmel while you're there. And she's like, okay. So she spent three days in the brew house making beer with me. She spent three days in Buffalo, all of it pretty much here making beer. So that was, yeah. When you do like a beer that's like 50% oats, it's a really long day. I still don't know how you get that powdered. 
<laughs> well, it was like a lot of it was malted oats. I know, but still, still man, the louder actually was not that bad on it. What it was was all the malted oats they like locked together because chaff on them is so huge when you grind them that they lock together like pickup sticks, and so they won't come through the grist casing into the mash tun. So I had to like climb up to the top, and I'm like sitting there like taking a broom pole to like jam them through the freaking opening in the grist casing wow. to just to get them into the mash tun. That took like an hour all in itself. But we threw enough rice hulls in there. We threw like 50 pounds of rice hulls in each batch. Dude. That's a lot of rice hulls, man. Yeah, man. It's like a, that's a 50 pounds of rice hulls would like fill this room. Because they just like, explode. Yeah. They're packed into bags that are pretty big. Yeah. But they're... Sure, they're vacuum packed in. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so as soon as... So what you do is the the... A lot of guys, you'll watch them, and they're they're packed in there so tight. So if you want to see, like, a brewer who's not smart, what he'll do <laughs> is he'll open the top of the rice hull bag, right? And then he'll try to, like, claw them out with his hands. And he will literally, his fingers will start to bleed from trying to pull these things out because they're packed in so tight. So what I do is I just take a knife and just cut the bag right in the middle and then snap it in half and then take half of the bag and put it into a Rubbermaid bin and then cut the rest of it and it just explodes into the Rubbermaid bin and it's just like sweet and then just shake it out of the Rubbermaid bin and in there. Huh. Just remember, a pint of lager, something local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't stop. This one's too soft. Well, Brian wanted to know, I had this, and a uh, friend brought it back. Is this the main? This is the main uh, beer company. This is dinner. This is oh, dinner. Okay. So this is the, this is the double IPA. So uh, I've had, on draft, it's fantastic. I had a couple bottles brought home this, for me last what? month. Look at the, what's the so, date on this? Uh, it was early March. Yep. Oh, okay. So it's only a couple weeks old. Yeah, no, no, no. My friend brought it home for me. It's like a month me. old dinner. From uh, <laughs> from the brewery, and uh, it's like moldy as fuck. It's right. got like fuzz growing on it. Well, it's hard with 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 a double. It's it might it might not be that great. So no, 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 to no, find no. Out. Doubles actually packaged a little bit better than singles too. Dude, what's this right? is the best of their best, right? This is the dinner. In my opinion, yes. Dinner, dinner's dinner's mains hype beer, but they only release it what like. Twice a year, they started releasing it a lot more. I don't know if they like expanded, it, but Ooh. I will admit this is the first time I've had any of their stuff. This will bring us back to our earlier conversation. Oh, yeah. Why have you don't have more talus? Please tell me. When you own a brewery, you don't have a lot of time Fair. to leave your brewery. I pretty much go here, my house, twelve gates because it's on the way to my place. <laughs> Here and jeans. And the only reason he comes here is because there's four pinball machines in the lobby. And you, buddy. Aww. <laughs> okay. And that's... friendship. No, this is more than friendship. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a letter. It's a letter Kenny kind of friendship. No. Like, no, no, no. More like letter Kenya. <laughs> that's nineteen. <laughs> so you've been you've been counting. <laughs> She's trying at this point. Like it's 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 a goal. I don't. I'm not going to stop recording until he hits it. No, you really don't have a lot of time. I mean, you just don't. All right, new subject: greatest NHL tough guys of all time. 
Oh man, hey, boy. Bob Probert. Ty Domi. <laughs> Is somebody on our ice right now? Yeah. Listen here, pheasants. <laughs> Schultzy. No. Anywho. That beer instead of Sure Tucker should be called Boomtown. Boomtown. I love my wife as love, much as... I love my mother-in-law like I love my wife. <laughs> but, um... Like I love gluten-free living. <laughs> Does he fucking say that? In season two? Bullshit. Or season three? Fuck you, Shorzy. Dude, See, it was... I didn't even know he was in the arena right now. Who the fuck skates like that? <laughs> We can get a donkey, but not a horse. We gotta get a horse. You, you don't fuck with tradition. <laughs> you don't fuck with tradition. It just won't be the same. We don't make a big deal about birthday parties in this family. <laughs> oh, man. So, he's got so a head on him, him like an Easter Island statue. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I missed what you said because I'm watching. <laughs> Like watching Josh's <laughs> fucking face. All I said is we've learned here today is that we really need to watch Letterman. Yes. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> is that a three-legged dog? <laughs> no, that's two three-legged dogs. No, it'll get a little harder. I'm trying to organically fit these in, not just spout them out. Right, yeah. No, he's just gonna start, he's gonna eventually at one point he's just gonna be like. He's just gonna be like. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. No, they don't do it like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be very inorganic, just like that moment was. But then it's it's not good anymore. Just like Jivin's not a real good guy anymore. Yeah, nobody really likes Jivin's anymore. Well, he almost hit Katie with his car. Don't almost hit girls with your car. And it's on what? Just yep. Or on Crave. You mean Which a is Crave and Misbehave? Crave is Hard, like yes. Canadian Hulu, I guess. Something <laughs> along those lines. I think it's like a Sony thing. Is it? I think so. Buffalo, the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses, where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again. New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at WNY.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNY Brews. Speaking of Sony, they're suing my former, the brewery I used to work at. <laughs> so, I've come up with the greatest beer idea ever. Stone I talked to Matt Kahn about doing a, a collab with Big Ditch with it. And I got, he, he shut me down on it super fast. He's like, yeah, no, you go ahead and do that. I'll have no part of it. So, and what it was, was uh, we wanted to make a beer called C and D IPA. So like cease and desist IPA. And we were gonna put every single logo from every commercial company that's ever sent a cease and desist to a brewery. 
and put all their logos on one label. <laughs> no, dude, you go ahead with that. Wait. <laughs> I'm fucking into it, man. Oh. I mean, I mean, I am, you know, it's a one time. So the worst they can do is send you a CND, right? And you? And you have to eliminate all your stock within 90 days. That beer is going to sell out so fucking fast. <laughs> it's not going to be a problem. Right? I don't think it'd be a problem. But Matt Matt Kong said he's not into it. But we In do- theory, it makes a lot of sense. No, I think that this is a great idea. I don't know. Have you seen the book can you, fucking label art? Can you, well, yeah. so, so can you create a Magic Eye label that you have all those <laughs> hidden? We actually talked it. about doing some Magic Eye labels, but the only, there's only one real problem with Magic Eye labels and that they're fucking super lame. I'm just saying, if this is this is kind I'm of like, way I don't want to give people seizures. <laughs> I mean, you could. I don't want to. I don't want to have people have to like go get like anti-seizure medication when they're looking at that beer. That's other half's job. <laughs> you should try to stay on point a little more. What was the point again? <laughs> there, there is there is no actual point. There's no point. We're this just is, drinking. We're gonna. We're just gonna name this. This episode is the St. Arnold's out of Houston, Texas. Their Bishop's Barrel. 21. You said it's got cherries in it. This is a quad yeah. aged in bourbon barrels with cherries. Belgian quad? Yes. It's uh aged in bourbon barrels on cherries. Woodford, too. Woodford Reserve barrels. Mm. So. Oh my god, that's What's, sexy. It is good. It's really good. This is about a year old at this point. We used, uh, when I worked at Knee Deep, we did a Belgian Dubelle that we aged in Jack Daniels barrels. I think it was the best heritage beer we ever did. I mean, I think Belgians, especially like darker Belgians, like quads and Dubelles. And you know, like our Dubelle was 8.5 to start with. So, I mean, that's barrel worthy, mm-hmm. you know? What is this, like 14 something? I feel like it's 13, but I don't really. Don't I'm even give me that. Like, in Texas, have they a, um... have to put the ABB on and it has to be within point. No, it says it right on the front, I thought. That's from Houston. It might be on the top label. But shameless plug, I do actually have a barrel H beer coming up. Bullshit. I do. I know. You've you've had that sitting for a while too. It's over six months now. What I thought it was longer than that. Black uh, button? Uh, Black button barrel and uh Russian Imperial Stout. No, I'm not seeing it either. And so. it's just a hair under eleven percent. When you put it into the barrel? Ten and a half when I put it in, eleven when I took my last week. So that doesn't really work like that. Cause you're gonna be pulling a lot of booze out of that wood. So if you want, like, don't get me wrong. Okay, so here's the deal with New York State. Want me to drop down. As long as you're within 10, as long as you're within 0.3%. So if you put it in, it's oh, yeah. half. It tend to have right. like 10, I would just say seven, nine or something. Call it 11, call it 11. It's probably like 11.3. Because you're going to pull a lot of booze out of the wood and it's going to integrate itself into the beer. If you actually want a like, super accurate reading on it, hook up with uh, Joe Bustos. He's the head chemist down at Genesee. You can take it to him. I mean, they have like millions of dollars worth of like Anton Parr alkalizers like in their lab and they'll just run it through an alkalizer real quick. They'll tell you exactly what the ABV on it is. I bet you it's probably like in the 11. If you put it in at like... 10.5 or 10.7 or something like that. It was 10.55 five, five when it went in. Okay, so it's probably like 
10, 9, 11, maybe, maybe even as high as like 11, 2. We put one batch of beer into barrels once at knee deep. That was 12.1 when it, when it came, went in and it came out at 12.8. Wow. Yeah. It's dangerous. It drinks very smooth. Yeah. I tried it last week. Talk about your, the yeah. wild girl. Yeah. So I'm trying to work with a distillery in the building because we're about to do another batch of Black Alicious. And so Black Alicious, 11% Belgian Imperial Stout. Not that anybody else makes a Belgian Imperial Stout because it's just like, who the fuck makes a Belgian Stout, let alone an Imperial? Uh, but we're really gearing this one up to be barrel aged. So we're going to put like a fuck ton of milk sugar in it. I'm surprised you haven't really done any crazy. So one of the things is, is with the distillery is that, um, they're like, they just started aging. Like, well, I mean, just started like 11 months ago, started aging rum in barrels. So they're about to release it all. Yeah. So I'm trying to get them like on their A game to like, get that in some bottles so that we can like see some of those barrels. I mean like four or five of them at least. Yeah. Um, and they're all 54s so that we can age some of this out for, you know, 180 days and then turn around and release it like November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to get a hold of the guys from Black Button though because not their bourbon, but they're like, don't get me wrong, Black Button bourbon's good. It is. But their fucking rye is insane. I wanted to get their... Um, their rye is like... Oh, man, like, I eat through shit in glass just to... <laughs> so, this is good. so this is kind of one of those things where you get mixed reviews from people on how long things are supposed to be aged, what's supposed to be aged in barrels how long and everything else we went to a symposium on it when i was working at knee deep and like the consensus according to most breweries that are doing barrel aging is that like 90 days does it good really yeah 90 days like in 90 days you're pulling it on enough spirit flavor that any longer than that like you're just going to get tannin extraction so like 90 days does it good but I did a lot. Don't keep going. I will say this though. I just had a beer from a brewery called Eight Wire in New Zealand. And the beer was like brewed in 2009. Then put in the Pinot barrels for four years. Uh Then racked in the bottles in 2013. And then it sat in my buddy's basement from 2013 till 2019. I knew the beer was 10 years old when we drank it. And it was fucking insanely good. Like I have never, and it was Pinot Barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never had anything like it. And it was 17% alcohol that drank like eight and a half or nine. It was in fucking insane. That was a birthday beer. And so is that one of those things where you would kind of think it's like, you know what, maybe if the brewery's dropping in in the barrel for a year or two or whatever it is, and then that's it. And then I don't know. Some of those are really, age. really hard commitments, especially when you're completely engrossed with running everything in the day-to-day. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I would love to just rack a bunch of black licious in the barrels and then just let it fucking 
just forget about it. Just bury it in the ground somewhere. Yeah, just, just like, yeah, like fucking straight up, just like you're cooking a pig. Like fucking leave it behind for a hot minute, and then just like, and then all of a sudden, one day in February, when I've got time on my hands, mm-hmm. what's that? Right. <laughs> I'll go over and I'll take a freaking sample out of a couple of the barrels, and I'll just be like. What the fuck? At which point I'll be like, all right, let's start racking these fuckers out, you know? And I will say, because this is the first beer I've ever barrel aged. And I mean, I did this just like as an experiment. When we did our Russian Imperial style back in October, I was like, okay, you know, everybody's been bugging me for one of these. Call it Stout and About. (laughs) 29. Heard it first. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but um, I was really curious as to how it would age. So, like, I started tasting it after like a month, and then two weeks later, and then two weeks later. And I mean, I'd pull an ounce at a time, start tasting. I was actually amazed how the taste changed over time. Over time. Because yeah. after like six weeks, it was like crazy bourbon flavor. Like, all you got was like punch you in the face. It was way too for, hot. Way too hot. Yeah. Um, and that was after it actually was in the fermenter for five weeks. Yeah. Um, just so we're talking like 11 weeks into this beer, crazy hot bourbon. Then a month later, it was like, okay, it's a little more mellow, but the tastes were still separate. You got like Imperial Stout first, hot bourbon on the end. And it was hot. Yeah. And as you like kept going and kept going, they all. St- Start to meld together. Slowly started coming together. And then you got, um, after at month, like, at like four and a half, we started really pulling, like, vanilla notes out of it. Like that char, that oaky bourbon hint of vanilla that you get. Hmm. And then when we got to month five and a half, you almost got, like, this cherry cordial semi-date bourbon note that started coming through from the stout. Dates. And it... The base starts breaking down and tastes more like a, a sherry or a port where it's... Not just imperial stout. It's... You can tell there's some age on it. Now. Well, I'll tell you right now. When, when I was working at ED, we were talking to the brewmaster and he was just like... Everybody says 90 days. Everybody says 90 days. And I looked right at him and I was like, then why did we leave shit in barrels for like two fucking years? And he was just like, eh, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you seem to have a lot of people, patrons reaching out to you to, to give you more of that stuff? More barrel aged? You know, I don't, get, I don't get a lot of requests for barrel aged beers. No. I really don't. I don't get a lot of requests for barrel aged beers. We did get a lot of requests for sours, which is I'm kind of worried about making this sour because now I'm like people are gonna want sours. Oh, I get outside. Here's of, a here's a barrel aged beer for you. Outside of a New England IPA, are you swinging? The most requests I get are for sours. <laughs> really? Yeah. This is a 2015 uh, Jack Daniel barrel aged quad IPA from Neat Heat. <laughs> So went into the barrels. This is the one that I was saying that went into the barrels at like uh, at like twelve percent, and it came came out at twelve point eight one. And uh, it says IBUs serendipitous. 
Because it doesn't fucking matter. It fucking shit's aged in <laughs> barrels, man. And it's like, and not only that, but this is 2015. So basically, this is like a powder keg. Um, just this is just like the greatest American barley wine you're ever gonna drink. And I'm saving this for I don't know what. Yeah. One day. For our letter Kenny viewing party. No. <laughs> Well, I've been holding on to that. that um, I actually, had like this is actually 17 of those bottles, and I've drank 16, 16 of, them. of them. And I'm Fire holding on to pretty much. <laughs> I'm holding on to that one for something else. I don't know what. No, they're actually they were all for occasions. Speaking of Letterkenny reference or viewing party, <laughs> um, they're actually we're doing a three-way collab lager based on the show. I remember yeah. hearing something about this. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, congratulations to Josh. He's got some like freaking new equipment coming in house. Yeah. He's got some seven barrel tanks. Sweet. Nice. Great. Uh, the next one arrives tomorrow. Yeah. He's got some barrel bright tank coming in. He's actually going to have the ability to can beer nice. in his facility, which is fucking insane to me. And uh, yeah, we're going into distro. Hooray. <laughs> Don't worry, that's way more sleep, stress you're just, than you need. You're just gonna I, sleep at the brewery. That's how I'm just gonna die. <laughs> Who, uh, if you're going anyway, try it. Yeah, so he, he uh, bit the bullet and freaking, you know, sold it. It is. We've been double. saying for a year, like, no, I'm gonna do it on my own. No, I'm gonna do it on my own. And I just don't have time to do it on my own. I think it's, I think it's tough in this market now to, you would have to go to every establishment and try to get your stuff online. It's, and I'll tell you one impossible. thing, though, too, like, so, I mean, we obviously opened with like a slightly larger system than Josh. And if it wasn't for like our relationships with our distributors, yeah, by the way, that shit was just... That was a uh, 12.5%. 12.5. It was not on the bottle though, because I checked it over. Like it wasn't just his eyes. You can, you can even- It's, not, you it's can even not on there. Look at this. And you're right. I feel like Texas laws do Texas say- Texas laws are- Fucking insane when it yeah. comes to alcohol. Man. Do you know up until a few years ago, West Virginia had a law that you couldn't put fruit in beer? Really? Yeah. Wow. Texas is still trying to fight the whole fact where breweries are even allowed to sell their own shit out of their brewery. Like, that's. Yeah, no. Don't they have to buy from it? They have to take their beer, yeah, like, sell it to a distributor, buy it back. Just a touch of some <laughs> cask strength makers. 111.3 proof because you know science when we were starting to can sticky trees and going to put it out in the market the price point was a real contention and it was like listen we can't sell it any cheaper than x dollar amount because at that point we're losing money on every fucking case that we sell i don't care if it has to be you know 12.99 or 13.99 sticky trees was your first that was the first beer that we can. That was the first beer that we can. And then... I love that one. Sticky, and then we did Citra right after that. And then we did Strummer. And then... Sticky, Citra, Strummer. Then we did... Aquavuda. Then Knives Out, I thought. Then Knives Out. Then Dog Birthday Party. Because you Brothers Got a Hug. No, 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 no. Then Dank Sinatra. No, Dank Sinatra, Brothers Got a Hug. Then we finally did Buckstar. See, I thought you, I thought you released Buckstar before Brothers. Maybe. This isn't really lineal. <laughs> this like chart here of. of what was labels. your most successful in in terms of commercial? 
I'll tell you. I'll tell you the beer that like fucking sold out the fastest. It's probably a stronger. No. No. Um, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna can I throw take a guess. guess. Aquabula. No. Ooh. Oh, we're talking cans or just. I'm talking cans and draft together. Knives out. Dang. No. Dang. No. That was my guess. Adam, dog what's your birthday guess? party. I was gonna really? say the only dog birthday party. Fucking. We went through cans of it, like, boom, they were all gone. I think that I actually think there is like one can of it still left at World of Beer and fucking the Galleria Mall. There's one in my fridge. Right, and there's one in his fridge. World of Beer still has knives out. Yeah, that'll happen too. Uh, I think I might have a can of knives out in my fridge. Knives out was good. I will it's say so this, good. it actually aged very well. I, 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 it really did. <laughs> so, uh, but dog birthday party, like uh, Tappet Mallet in Rochester, man. They fucking sold a half barrel keg of it in like under 20 hours. What? Yeah. Dude, the pet thing. Because that came out the same week that Blep came out. Yeah. Is that, but yeah, we crushed Blep. Two days. <laughs> so, so is that is that also the Thin Man hype to it too? Yeah, I was going to ask that. Is it? No, is it I don't know. I mean, that Thin Man logo is like really, really tiny. Um, I just think it was like people walked in the store saw the label but I think it was just a beer name and it was a stout that came out in the middle of fucking summer sorry I'm a dog dude but that's Black Label's hell of a lot better than that one yeah. Yeah. I don't know I had people stop in for that beer that went I don't even like IPAs <laughs> but I have to buy this beer because they were cat people yeah. that's gross there's a lot of cat people in Buffalo it's a weird thing it's a, it's a thing that's happening. I'm a dog guy, so I'm just gonna say. I have four cats. Cat people are. I've been a dog. I'm a dog guy too. But so I will say this though: the yeah, best, one hater, of the best beer oh, analogies ever. Like, one of the best beer analogies like, ever was this guy. It's looking down on us. And I think it was. I can't remember what brewery it came from. I think it was maybe one of the dudes who used to brew it, like Anderson Valley. And they asked him, they're like, "Oh, what does your IPA taste like?" And it was like super citrus and hops. And he's like. It tastes like my cat ate my stash of weed <laughs> and then took a piss on a pine tree and drank that. I'm not kidding that like wow. it's funny for him to say that. But it's true. But in my head now, I know exactly what that beer tastes like. Right? It's weed, <laughs> cat piss, and fucking pine. That's not yeah. I mean, it's Simcoe Citra. Right? No, can't. no, no. no. Fucking beers. I think it was Cady Mr. Five. I mean, that beer sounds like, like madness. Like, I actually, if you've, ever, if you've ever had to clean out a fucking cat box, you know, like, like certain smells. You know what what's... Simcoe hops all like. Yeah. yeah no, and Simcoe does when you get those really. I'm just and saying, I'm a guy who really. But I'm a guy who really that. likes that. No, that is that is genius marketing. But I to really lure, like that caddy. Not yeah. to consume. That, that caddy Simcoe is of, better I tell to me a lot than of the producers. Like, yeah. so when we made Alien Technology, because that was all Simcoe Citra hopped, and people were like, "What does it smell like?" And I was like. It's like you lined a, a litter box with pine needles and dank weed, and then your cat just peed on it for a month. <laughs> right? He's pooping in a different box, right, but he's right. pissing in this one. They actually do that. I love dogs. Do you? I love all animals. I want a duck by my wife when we get one. Oh. But dogs take a certain level of care that if you can't give it to them, it's not fair. Yeah, I agree. That's true. true. It's a true statement. I can leave my cats for a week and they'd be like, you gone? <laughs> Joe Strummer is a needy motherfucker. That is... 
he's a really great dog. Yep. He is. See, dogs have that, like... Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Oh, you think scratches on his little belly. It's not like Gus is gay. <laughs> By the way, that's like three of them right I, there. I, we, we, we got it. We're starting to pick up. We, we, we like learned to like just kind of let you guys get it in. <laughs> and for that, I'm out. <laughs> that's four. Four you getting drunk pushing your nipples up on everyone. <laughs> got my fingers caught in the mousetraps. <laughs> you ever heard The Legend of the Wind? <laughs> Okay. So anyways, the whole point of this conversation is that dogs are much better than cats. They're both equally good. No, that's not an accurate statement. Cats are indifferent to whether or not you're even there, so... False! Really? You just said they wouldn't give a fuck if you left for a week. No! They can sustain themselves for a week where a dog will eat your couch. <laughs> what about rabbits? I do have two of those, too. Jesus fucking like Christ. You run a fucking okay, <laughs> first of all, I did live in a zoo, and I do not live in a zoo any longer. And I Is Matt Damon your dad? No, but I will explain why, and this comes from my brother-in-law. Who's Matt Damon? That would be pretty cool, because I probably have a, probably have a lot more money from it. Matt Damon! Um... See, I get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we picked up on that one. <laughs> um, is that Team America? <laughs> yeah. So you live in a zoo. If you have more than two animals per person living in your household. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you have three people, so you have six animals? Now I don't live in a zoo anymore. Because you made a baby? Now I don't live in a zoo. <laughs> That's bullshit because the kid is another animal right now. No, 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 no. Yeah. Does he have a driver's license? No, he started Does he vote. He said well, he's an animal. Well, he's big enough that he probably could vote. And Jesus drive. Christ, that kid is gigantic. He started as a potato. <laughs> and now he's a. And a now he's up to like a small potato. German shepherd. <laughs> He's actually a medium-sized German Shepherd. Oh, he opens he opens a fridge. I'm making Bubba's blonde tomorrow. Oh, by the way, his name's Eddie. Just to let you know, your son's name is Eddie. He doesn't know that. (laughs) No, he doesn't know that. (laughs) What are What are you feeding your child that he is growing? So everything. You've seen this family. So he talks about he talks about dogs like eating the couch, mm-hmm. right? Like you dog for a week, he'll eat your couch. But his child, so, right? So his child, <laughs> he's feeding. Uh, it's a combination diet of crystal meth, yeah. Crisco, and couch cushion. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. He won't jo- Josh, 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 Josh does live in Chictawaga, so that's kind of what <laughs> we eat. Yes, so. okay, I'm not even kidding. It's the meal <laughs> I was at North so, I'm sorry. I actually got no. to eat like Cheerios. Nope. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm not even kidding. We were out on Sunday, and I look over, and he grabbed a potato <laughs> and took this humongous bite out of it. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to choke. Nope. No. Loved it. Two on bottom, two on top. Loved it. And he's minute. just chowing through potato. Apparently. What would you say? Like five months? He was taking the bottle out of your hand. Wait, did he skip his baby teeth? He's just going straight for the real teeth. <laughs> he's got, he's got, the, he's got the, the No, for breakfast there. this morning, he had a bowl of oatmeal, a half a jar of fruit, and eight ounces of formula. For breakfast. 
Dude, your kid shits bigger than I do. <laughs> oh, it's big. You're training to be a wrestler, it sounds like, is what you're really doing. No, he's going to be a fucking linebacker for a good football team, not the Bills. <laughs> this thing is taking a weird turn today. I want to drink one of these. Yo, get into that, uh, do they got the coconut there? What do you there's, we got? Yeah. You got there's the, one of each, and uh, there's the s'mores and the imperial, and then the, the surge and the uh, surge. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you come up with a beer name, and then you're like, oh, now I just need to design a beer to this name. <laughs> that does See, that's what I do. Yeah. So, like, I went to school for art, so I do like beer labels in my spare time, but like, I don't brew. Like, I mean, I know hops, I know. So you're what it is? Beer names I'm, and I make beer names and labels, but I'm not brewing the beer. What, whatever your, like whatever your names are, it's first of all they probably don't jive with the names that I want. Probably. And then on top of it, like there's probably not enough like cannabis references in your names. <laughs> and then on top of it, uh, there could be though because I vibe with that, so it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> it could have been also been used before already. Too. I mean, it wants. Oh, I, go I Google to make sure like nobody's used it. Well, you got to do like untapped searches and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that untapped makes it to untapped that doesn't make it to Google and yada yeah. yada yada. But in the, it's the same point though. Like when we made Pitter Patter, there was one other Pitter Patter beer out there. Since we've made it, there's like 87. <laughs> right. Oh, there's a lot of stout and about popping up. There's a billion stout and abouts. So, like, when we know, went to go do about right now. our first time I met Josh was at Westminster. Really? Technically, that's not true. Really? We met at Big Ditch for the Brewers Jam in July. Yeah, that's right. So that but he came to Westfest One and he was talking to me and I had no idea what he was saying because you used a lot of California words. <laughs> Wait, how are you California not words? fluent in California words? Because he's from Chita Vegas. Yeah, I'm super Polish, dude. Because he's super Polish. I'm super Polish, too. I mean, yeah. No, no, he literally, I forget so, what you so said. So, granted, my brother did live in LA for like. LA. He survives on a diet of math. <laughs> math? Math, Crisco, and couch cushions. <laughs> which doesn't let him be super California talky. <laughs> I mean, it's really not that far off a Chicawaga diet, man. Like the real deal. You just gotta add some fucking polo sausage in there. I was gonna say, you add no, some no, no, no. You need some, a lot of uh, beef on wax and rye bread. You're good. Sorry, sorry. Oh, just, dude, just, not, just not some, only good, just, you need to go some kind of sour rye bread. Yeah. You need to add some kind of sauerkraut or some kind of pickled something. Yes, some pickled vegetables. Go to Barrel and Brian and get a bunch of Bloody Mary. Nah, dude, that's too classy for Chica Waga, bro. Yeah, that's way. Hey, hey, hey. I will say this. My garage has a door, a, a garage door on both sides. Yeah, it's a double garage door. And that, it that, is- that's Just call the garage, bro. And it is so awesome. Why they call him rat ass? <laughs> 32. Cause he has hair on his ass like a rat. <laughs> his back name is so Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Why does it have a garage door on each side? It's the Polish parlor. <laughs> it works as your deck. Right. So you can go out onto the, if you want shade, you sit in the garage. It's like a party space. So but it's got like a weed whacker and gas. Yes. And yeah. And I will say something. It is so awesome that I don't know what we're going to do if we get another house. 
Why don't you fucking park a car in your garage? Because <laughs> it's too full of crap. <laughs> My garage is full of shit, but I can still fit fucking two cars in it. I don't even own my own fucking house and I can fit two cars in my garage. No, we can fit like Ryan, a Ryan, tell everybody what Jeep. we're drinking. Yeah, let's get to a little beer. Oh, sorry. Sorry, people want to hear about beer? We just finished <laughs> drinking a S'more Than Friends Imperial S'more Stout from Resurgence. Mm. It was very good. It was very good. Whoa! If you listen to the uh, last half episode that we released... You heard me talking about that, the uh, release of this beer. Holy shit. Now we just jumped into Savannah. Tell us. Oh, it's uh, Grim and other half is is their Jam Don't Shake. It's basically PB&J. This smells like grandma slapped me in the face. With a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This is 17%. I'm getting a lot of jelly. I get a hint of peanut butter and then it like morphs into a jelly. Just just an FYI, this is 17%. 17%. This is insane. Like the, the note on the nose on this is just This is a PB and J imperial stout with say peanut this. butter, raspberries, and milk sugar. It does not taste like something. This tastes I, like a six percent. Yes, I agree. Yeah. This is dangerous. This is, yeah, it's one of those dangerous ones. I was just like about to check. I was be like, what? this is it's actually like bourbon. The, the funny thing is too, this is actually something you can literally go to any bottle shop here right now and yep. probably buy. I just got this really? from Ham and yeah. Fatties. Yeah, because it's made at Grim. Yes. Yes. So the they raspberry made, they made jelly like notes on this. 800 fucking barrels. Like, I kind of want to make some And nobody right bothered now. with that. Yep. So we have like eggs and raspberry down. jam on toast. Right. We toast, actually. Bullshit, man. Just Grim's because I think. Great no, no, no. Grape jelly with rice. I got a can of Lambo Doris and I can't toast. wait to fucking pop. Okay. Pop. You know? Different jellies for different like toast. I, what about sourdough toast? Between Grim and Six Point, those are like. Some of the two, there's, those are two of the breweries that I seem to always have something in my fridge from. I've actually gotten a lot of comments about Buckstar. Like, people are like, they know that there's lactose in it, right? They, so they know it's a coffee and cream porter. They know there's lactose in there. And I get a lot of comments like, I have to take two lactates before I drink it, but it's totally worth it. See, I don't, feel like, like, a, I don't feel like there's a lot of lactose in it. So that beer has an exceedingly high finishing gravity. And it's, um, it's, I mean, it's low alcohol. A lot of people say that it's sweet, but there's a lot of cream on the back end, but it's really balanced well with the coffee and the yeah. bitter. So like, if, if we didn't have any coffee in that beer, you'd be like, this is, a, this is like, I'm drinking milk, right? But because there's all the coffee in there, it's like balanced really well. It works out well for us. Yeah. I mean, I worked on that beer for fucking years, dude. We made some straight espresso versions of that beer that, like, you would I'd, be drinking it, and you'd be like... <laughs> See, I'd fuck with that, though. Your hands would be shaking and shit. Yo, that cask... It's like a Cafe Bustolo version of it. <laughs> the cask that was at Resurgence, the coffee version of the Schmores or whatever it was... Just their, just the Imperial South. Like, they just the took Imperial that base. South. They just took the base of these beers and just... Yeah. Yeah. That Dude, was actually that, that coffee cask was fucking dope. It was awesome. And then the hot pepper cask was okay. That co- the coffee though, like I wish I oh, had. Oh yeah, a can of that. dude, it was like straight drinking espresso. Yeah. And then the hot pepper one, I wish I had a little bit more heat to it, but it was still good. It was still very good. The hot pepper one kind of came off. Hot like peppers are like one of those things, though, man. If you 
Because if you go, you too can far, underdo it. You can underdo it for everybody, and they'll just be like, "Oh, I wish there was a little bit more pepper." But as soon as you overdo it for one person, it's like a goddamn fucking yeah, Facebook tough. fucking nightmare. <laughs> you know, I, they were trying to make a beer that would kill me. With capsaicin. Pepper's hard because, like, if you use too little, there's, like, no note at all. Yeah. And then you have that sweet spot, and then if you, like, barely go over it, it's... It's, yeah. I will say one of the best beers I ever had in my entire life was at uh, a beer festival in California, and it was a mango habanero pale ale. (laughs) And this shit... Fucking amazeballs. I can't even remember who made it. It was, it was, I was just like, mango beer. Okay. How about an I'm not a hot pepper guy. I like took one sip of it and there was like all this mango on the front end and then it just like very slowly transitioned over into a little bit of heat. And then at the very end, you were just like, oh wow, that's fucking hot. <laughs> JP did a, um, Mango jalapeno? It's not like that fucking habanero sculpin. That shit's poison. No, um, but he did one version of his Bronco. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It was good. I feel like I have a bottle of the Founders Mango Magnifico from like three years ago Mm -hmm. sitting around. Yeah? That I'm kind of like... Curious to drink now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I put it somewhere and I'm like... Have you ever had habanero sculpin, by the way? Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, it's a total fucking drain pour. Yeah. That shit is poison. I think I had it on draft at Cole's once. Yeah, and you were just like, can I send this back, please? I don't I'm just like, uh, well, give me, uh, you know, whatever, the, the victory at sea yeah. instead. Like, I'm like, here, I'm going to drink this to kind of balance this one out. Or why so, don't like, you just give me, like, 19 glasses of fucking ice water, and I'm just going to pee for the next two days. <laughs> <laughs> because this beer sucks so much ass. Why don't I do this? Is that a thing? Like, do you guys... As brewers, do you guys send a lot of beers back when like you go to places? No, and you're like, no, this is never, awful. no, hardly ever. I've I've sent one beer back in my entire life, so I I, I question if you guys. Don't. I will what say what this. was the beer that you sent back? Uh, it was an uh, it LIC. Was no, it was no. an LI. It was an LIC or it was habanero peppermint. I don't. I don't remember the beer. It was, that was the name. It, it, no. it was the Christmas beer. Yeah, it's Christmas it habanero sculpin. <laughs> which really should be a fucking thing. No, Christmas. I'll never send. I'll never call the guys from Ballast Point and be like, dude, why don't you make peppermint habanero sculpin? You know, there's so, some guy, beer that you, you know. There's back? I gotta yeah. Know. Um, I I don't remember which beer it was, but it was an LIC beer. Was that oh, the really? Long Island? Yeah. Long Island collaborative or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, I've, I've had some of their stuff that's really fucking good. They make that like. It could have just like, been a pumpkin. Actually, line. you know what? And I've also. Uh, something, well, fucking IPA. That was the only beer I sent back that was like, weird. I was served what I ordered and I hated it. And I was like, I can't drink it. It's that bad. Um, and then I've. I've, I've been oh. served the wrong beer and I've been. I've sent that back. Like, I ordered something, I got something different. They had their lines crossed kind of situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that like, I will send back. There was, like, a couple times that I was, like, I was, like, yeah, no, I ordered a Borderlands IPA, <laughs> and you sent me, like, some piss-ass lager. And I'm, <laughs> right. like, don't get me wrong, 
I like a good lager, but I was in the mood for an IPA, and I know what Borderlands tastes like. And it don't taste like this. This is some real garbage. Yeah. That actually happened at Kohl's with your uh, grape. The yeah, the lines confused. They they gave me a different beer. With which one? The the grape your one. Grape you had. Fucking Frankenstein beer. No. Grape IPA. No, that didn't go to Kohl's. What um, was it then? Jelly went to Kohl's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she don't use jelly. jelly. It was, so they gave me one. And like, I'm like drinking this. I'm like, yeah, this isn't that. Like, I know, like, this, this is completely a different yeah, style of beer. Not a tangerine and like, sour. And like, the guy is like, no, that's what it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and this is actually the day before Thanksgiving, too. So, like, he's just trying to, like, here, drink this beer. And I'm like, dude, I'm not falling for your bullshit, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're not just going to give well, me a I random think, beer. Well, that happens, but I... I'm not I, I don't know. My thought was the original question. Do you ever order something and what you get, if it's the right choice... Oh, well, that was the original Is question. it so bad that you send yeah, it back? Yeah, only that once. And my, my thought is... You just... No. It's only 16 ounces. You just it down. You know, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say... I mean, there were beers that I was just like... Whoa. Holy shit. Like... Or you get a place you know, that doesn't clean their lines. So my exchange was at Kohl's. Kohl's, I know, takes care of their shit, right? I, I hope. Um, I've been in facilities that don't clean their lines. It is part of the Chateau family of... Bars and breweries. Right. So my friend drank the beer because they were fun. <laughs> and I. Are you pointing to me? Not as you. I, you didn't drink it. Drink, no. Did I drink this? No. I don't, I don't remember drinking this. Like it it's that it crap over here that takes care of the shit that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> By the way, you sound like you're out of the No, no, no. But they gave me another drink for, you know, in exchange, and it was fine. But I've only done it once in, like, my whole life. There's never normally been a beer that I won't drink. So that was... I've never never really come across anything that I was just like, oh, my... I mean, I've come across beers that, like, I was like, these guys aren't taking care of this or, you know, like, whatever. Um, I have had beers that I, like, you know, like... I'll be honest, we got, like, my buddy brought over a six-pack of fucking habanero sculpin, and I, like, seriously, like, I lived on 10 acres of land, man. I was chucking those bottles into my neighbor's property. Like, fuck this shit. I am not drinking this shit. Dude, but we sat there, though, and, like, we had, uh, like, I had, I had beer that I had made in my house in California that I was, like, doing an experiment with, like, trying to incorporate, like, wild yeast with, like, 001. And it just came out like tasting like orange rind. So it's fucking embarrassing. Straight pithy orange (laughs) rind. I actually sat on like two cases of it for like a year and it got better, but it was still really, really bad. And so we ended up like just fucking chuck that shit. I mean, have I ever come across a beer from another brewery that I was like, this is fucking poison? Is that the question? Yeah. Have you come across it? I'll let you guess not poison, but like, you were just like, this is disgusting. It was either because, you know, push, the lines aren't clean. Push the Josh. Ah, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, How about this one? We got a fucking beer from the brewery that we freaking, uh, it was supposed to be a stout made with like cinnamon and milk sugar and all this stuff. It was supposed to be like a fucking, uh, what do you call those? Uh, sweet, sweet fucking Mexican freaking cinnamon rolls. 
Sopa peas? No, you Churros? Fucker. Churros. Yeah, oh, it's supposed to be a churro style. Yeah. Are we fighting? You down for a scrap? I'm down for a scrap. <laughs> I'd have a scrap. You have a scrap? You have a shot? I'd take a shot. I'll take a shot. So. Somewhere around Again, this is normal. I just think there's, um, there's, you know, no, as, so as we got a bottle, we guys... got a bottle, we got a bottle from brewery though, yeah. and we went and cracked that thing open. And as soon as we opened it, just the foam that was coming out, you could tell it was infected. Like it instantaneously yeah. started foaming over the thing, and it was infected. And I remember we like poured it in glasses and we're like, "Hey, everybody, this is like super infected stout that's not supposed to be infected." So, and we all gave it a try. Oh, did they refund everybody on that shit though? Because it was part of the brewery club. Yeah, I think he got one more bottle to replace it. There's just so many places for beer to go wrong. You know what I mean? It can be yeah. well, especially. Uh, I will say this. Wrong. I will say this. When you're packaging, when you're doing like barrel aged sours in the same space that you're trying to do, which are just fucking 100% uncontrollable. And you're trying to do them in the same space as production beers. That's your mistake as a production manager. That's Absolutely. Like, just. I've really wanted to do a Brett aged pale ale in an oak barrel. Yeah, but you don't want to fuck around with Brett. I don't want it in the brewery because it's. It's yeah. uncontrollable. My or space is like, so tiny. Even like saisons, like saison yeast is like. Really, it gets in the air, or it can get in the the hoses and just. It'll literally jump out of your drain and into a keg. Yeah, it's just, just in the bread. air. Yeah, bread. And, bread is everywhere at all times. I mean, fucking shit's nasty. It's yeah. just a question of not having a concentrated amount of it in your space all at once. Like you fucking like. It's like lacto. Like okay, we did the sour. I know what the sour is. I know the pitch. I know how to kill it. I know that it dies with like three IBUs. And especially in the kettle sours, you boil, it yeah. never touches a hose. Oh, we actually had to hook a block and break on the back of the brew house. And in order to do that, I had to pull off my fucking stainless steel welded piping, fucking put a hose on for my whirlpool. Mm. So yeah, no, I had a hose that was fucking running lacto through for fucking 72 hours in a row. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, my 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 batches are small enough that I don't have to do that. Yeah. So I freaking turn around. My sours don't touch. I ran a hundred. I ran a hundred and eighty yeah. degree water through that hose for freaking like ten days. No, forty <laughs> minutes straight, and then ran caustic through it, and then ran a bunch more hundred and eighty degree water through it, and then ran acid through it, and then ran a whole bunch more at hundred and eighty. No, it does. It scares it. the shit out. So at that point, everything's fucking dead. Like I don't even care if there was bread in that hose. I don't even care if there was fucking like sporulated bacteria in that hose it'd be fucking dead at that point yeah. right like anything that would have been in that hose would be dead at that point so i am not worried about that hose and i very specifically did not mark it with like a sharpie or anything because i'm like don't want to be paranoid for the rest of my life <laughs> would, it, would you ever come to a point where you just throw the hose away it's really hard yeah to no the hose that i use for my drain hose out of my brew house that goes into the trench drain like all the time <laughs> that is a dedicated drain hose and i don't use that for anything else yeah like Hoses i would never run wort through that ever again ridiculously expensive yeah i mean that's that is a 15 foot hose that costs like fucking 300 dollars. wow yeah so here well i'll give you one tip about breweries so everything in a brewery costs like fucking three grand. No, and it's not even a joke. Like I, what I hear all the time is your commercial account stuff is cheaper. And I went, no, it's actually like four times as expensive. 
No, and then like like okay, so that over there, like one of the things that we do here is we actually test for dissolved oxygen, like in the process because we filter beer. And when you're filtering beer, you can get a lot of dissolved oxygen uptake. So we want to make sure that we're getting, like limiting as much as possible. And so we have a dissolved oxygen meter. That fucking thing costs more than a house in an old first floor. Wow. So it's like that shit, like, I mean, like everything in a brewery costs three grand, but like some shit costs 90 grand and some shit costs 50 grand. And then as an owner, you eat Raymond for a month. <laughs> month. If you're try, try 18 months. And that's not a joke. Yeah. Try 18 months. Uh, well, so dude, you know me. Beautiful I mean, thing. Beautiful thing. And this goes for both Josh and myself. Is that neither one of our significant others so is involved in our business. They both still have jobs. Sure. So I almost said likes us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't like us. They fucking they love us, but they fucking cannot stand us. Right. They're uh, constantly disappointed. <laughs> that's that's the best one. They're let down. And that's the worst part. Crestfallen. Ooh, I like that. It's good. Okay. Crestfallen. Uh, when you, well, when you tell them that you're going to be at home at 5 o'clock and then you like stumble in at 1.30 in the morning and you're like, I don't want to talk about today. And they're like, neither do I. You didn't fucking come home on time and you're just like... What's on time? Yeah, you have no idea what I dealt with, you know. But... Uh, very kind, very patient, very forgiving individuals. Yes. For the most part, who... But fortunately, neither one of them work it. Like, his wife will come in and, like, stand behind the bar for a bit. And, like... She has a lot of our family planning. Right? <laughs> but my wife is not involved in my business at all. And because of that, they have other jobs. And having other jobs, like makes our personal lives like a lot better because it's like we don't need to be necessarily dependent on our income from the brewery which is sometimes nothing yeah sometimes i make about eight bucks sure yeah, yeah. it's tough plus then, plus then your social lives also become like a thing where it's like hey we don't have to just surround ourselves you want to hear something that's like super funny about social lives with brewers you remember goodfellas mm-hmm. and when fucking lorraine brocco's sitting there and she goes it was all that much more normal because we we're just around each other all the time. <laughs> That's what it That's is. That's a great impression. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's what it is. Hanging out with we're we're working out. around brewers all the time. You're fucking. It's true. Your anxiety. The fact that you're a fucking. You can't sleep at night. None of us can sleep. Your stress levels, oh like God, all no. these things. I was talking it's with just I think normal. In fairness, though, it's just normal because it's like that all the time. We're just around it's, each other all the time. No. It's like uh, I was talking to Joe from Lilyville the other day, and he's like, even when you're not like harping on something, all the latent stress is still there. Oh yeah. No, like, my stress level right now, actually, because, like, okay, so I have two stress levels. I have, like, is the business Because you have some bourbon, doing... you're good. Love that. No, no, no. Like, I have two constant stress levels, and one is, like, is the business doing well? And the second stress level is, 
oh my god, how much work do I have to do? Like, oh my god, that's yes, seven right? out of five. Like, okay. So it's like the and they're like, is the business doing well? Yeah, the business is doing okay, but because of that, so that stress level goes down. But when that stress level goes down, the amount of work that you have to do goes like exponentially up. Sure. And there is like there is literally times where it's like three thirty in the morning, and I'm like just sitting there in bed, twiddling my thumbs, been laying there for three hours, going, I got nineteen hours of work to do in six. How the fuck am I gonna get this done? Man. I mean, I've never had 19 hours worth of work to do in six hours. I've had 19 hours worth of work to do that I did in 19 hours. But you know what I mean. Like, when we had our Oktoberfest last year, I got there at 1.30 in the morning. Bless you. (laughs) At 9.30, my bartender sent me home. 9.30 p.m.? P.m. So 1.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Because I was talking in gibberish. And dropping glasses. Well, didn't you go out and back and play with the band too? I, I think. Did, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> Dude, that's only a twenty-hour day. Pussy. We cracked open the. Uh, Dude, the coconut stout. This beer tastes like somebody took fresh coconut over a grater. I actually was hanging out with Nick, the brewer. While they were toasting it in like their convection ovens, like at their brewery, I'm like Nick, what do you got today to do today? He's like, I was there at like fucking six thirty in the morning, <laughs> and here's Nick and fucking Drew toasting coconut, toasting coconut in the convection oven. He's like, oh, I'm mashing right now. I'm like, you're mashing while you're toasting coconut. It's like, man, talk about multitasking. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, well, I got Drew to help me out, and Drew's like. Yeah, I'm like putting in a BSG order as I'm toasting coconut. Like, I mean, it was like all hands on deck to toast all the fucking coconut. And then Brian Vaughn, the other bird, was actually toasting coconut in his fucking oven at his house. That's what he said. Because they didn't have enough fucking oven space at yeah. work. They couldn't toast enough coconut fast enough. So he's toasting at his fucking house and he's like sending me pictures of him. Vaughn sending me pictures of him chugging cans of sticky trees <laughs> while toasting coconut at his house. <laughs> because they actually gave me a yeast pitch to make Rogue Space Monkey. So that was London 3, and I don't usually fuck around with London 3. So they were like, yeah, come over to our place, bring a yeast brand, fill it up, fucking take as much London 3 as you want. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, you fucking podcast subject. <laughs> they're We're not. They're not the best. Absolutely not. Who? Wings. I'm not saying they're the best, but Jim McCarthy's wings are damn good. They're oh, medium, damn good. Their they, mediums are good. Their fucking hots are good. And they do the fucking Sheffields over there with the dry rub. And... Those are fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't know if you ever have Sheffield wings with fucking dry rub and you still dip them in blue cheese. Then what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, do they deep fry them and then so toss they deep, them? Well, no, they dry rub them okay. and then they deep fry them. And they're just fucking delicious and they come out. You don't need any blue cheese I wonder with if them. Ryan's still brewing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this, out of all the brewers that I know, 
Brian is the funniest of them all. I absolutely love Brian. Because he's so quiet. I was going to say, because he, he says he's a very, like, reserved He's so, he's so quiet. But then all of a sudden, man, you get that kid on a fucking tirade. And it is, he just goes off, man. It is So shit. what you're saying is we have to have another episode here. Oh, with Brian? I actually yeah. asked him to come tonight, and he was like... He was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to make it. Here's my funniest Brian story. When we were opening our beer garden, because there's like a natural rock wall that's in there, my landlord was petrified. He's like, you got to put signs that say, stay off the rocks, because people are going to climb all over them. I'm like, who is going to climb all over these? You would be surprised. Brian, Brian started doing it. We hadn't even opened yet, and he came over, and I look outside, and Brian is standing on the rocks. And I'm like, God damn it, now I gotta put the sign up. <laughs> this fucking okay, bowling tournament was some real fucking bullshit. No, it wasn't. Because, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Hey, I didn't bowl in a year you, and a half. You work for it, yeah. I Ryan, okay, our one bowler did not bowl with that hand in, what, five years? Yes. Yes. Why? Was it, like, he was he's jerking like, off with it? No, he's had, like, three surgeries. <laughs> he's had three surgeries on his wrist. Oh, okay, and, so he's jerking and, and off what, with it. two kids between that. And two kids between so. that, yeah. Well, why, did, why was he doing so much jerking off, then? He's <laughs> making all these babies. Oh, that's why he was doing so much jerking off, because his wife was pregnant the whole time. So he's constantly wanking one out. Hey, things happen. You know. Prairies. <laughs> and he wanked it out so hard that hey. he got carpal tunnel and had to have surgery. Hey, we met the quota of two employees. It was Josh. That was the quota? It was me. There was oh my quota? god. Quota. I didn't know. No. Oh, and FYI. The quota the way, was four was... people all worked for the fucking And by the way, two. Up until like three days before that, all of them were supposed to work for the brewery. Yeah. But your brother like built Josh's cooler or whatever. My dad's there every No, Thursday. he's actually worked events. Brian Barton's at events. My dad's there every Thursday. But Eric was supposed to Drinking. be. Drinking? No. He's, wait, yes. He's helping the brand. Bullshit. No, actually, that's not true. He sits at the bar and gets fucking sauce. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm making him an employee. He's collected tickets at an event. And has, yes. When? I've seen it happen. He collected a ticket for me. That was fucking six months ago. <laughs> Still happened. Bullshit. Hold on. Eric did drop out last minute. My, my wife, who has never years. done a day's worth of work for my brewery, has done more work for my brewery than your fucking uncle did, who fucking bowled in the tournament. By the I'll way, my, my right. wife bowled for fucking, she bowled like a 130, a 115, a 112, and a 105. Hey, my dad is 60, That's better than 60 years old, yeah. and he shot 720. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we do a Broody Brewers charity golf tournament? Hey, we do it at Kiss and Greens. Oh, we do you really no, want to? No, we are not doing it at Kiss and Greens. Wait, wait, Carol, Carol, let me warn you. Do you really want to do a golf tournament with this family? You, you're, you're in for a while. The Kraft family is the non-contact sport <laughs> gold have, medal family. I have, three, I have three 300s, I have one 800, and I have a whole one. Oh, you only have one hole in one? I have three. Dude! Every day I learn something new. I have three hole in one. You've learned two new things about them today. I have three, but I haven't learned. I'm one one of them. Shooting in Tonawanda. The 13th. Oh, he's getting really angry right now. Right? I aced the 13th there. Okay. I aced. Okay, In okay, California, I aced the third hole at Mather Golf Course, which is. 
Air Force, old Air Force course in California. And then uh, Buffalo Tournament Club. Uh, I think it's like the 12th or the 13th on the back nine. It's a 165 yard par three. Yeah. Friggin' just like absolutely tattooed that one with an eight iron. Yeah. Yeah. So three aces. Nice. Yeah. What's your lowest round? Uh, 69. Okay. I haven't shot that low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 70. Like, How far did you drive the ball though? Was good. 280. Pussy. <laughs> hey. 50. <laughs> What's your longest drive ever? Probably 300. Oh, okay. My longest drive ever is 465 yards. That's okay. Dude! Yeah. Do you hit it straight, though? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, straight low bump. No, it was at uh, Kapalua in Hawaii. Oh, and quite yeah. honestly, that hole, that hole is like a fucking ski slope. But... No, 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 no. no I'm not talking plantation course. No, this was the, the bay course. Okay. Yeah. Uh... No, uh, 18 plantation course, my 18th hole drive there was only like 412. That is sweet. Um, but no, longest. So you, play, you played plantation? I played plantation and bay. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the thing is, though, too, is that so longest flat drive ever, like flat drive, no wind, was on the, I think it's the 13th hole at Ivy Ridge. Okay. Right? Yeah. So a little dog leg right. It's kind of in the trees in the back there. Uh-huh. Yep. 372 yards. See, that's... I had that's 28 yards. A 400-yard par four. I had 28 yards left into the green after my drive. So, yeah. But... Hey, I don't I don't drive for distance. My brother outdrives me by like 30 yards. The so, Rainmaker? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he really does. My brother, my brother's trajectory is like, like a twelve degree driver, and it just it goes for days, and then all of a sudden he's thirty years ahead of me. But hey, Brian's a cool cat. Yeah, your brother Brian. Yeah. Why is he just because he cheats at bowling and he cheats at golf? <laughs> and he puts in my floor. <laughs> and he's he's handy with with tools. Fucking figured out. He's fucking figured out. And my brother Eric is a big golfer too. And we're just in that context. So let's go golfing. Wait, non-contact sport family? Oh, dude, darts. Do you want to? Do you want to challenge him at ping pong? Ping pong. <laughs> How about foosball? Oh, you don't even want to fucking touch any kind of table fucking sports. No, no, dude. no, 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 no. foosball. Like, I, I've literally been cool. thrown out of buildings for quote unquote hustling at foosball. Wait a minute, it's Tuesday, it's what time? It's time to go to the old pink. It is that time. My wife's called Rudy. So is mine. Is Rudy awake? He's not sleeping, that dude never sleeps. I don't have his phone number, I can Facebook message Rudy. I got dude, tell Rudy, Rudy, let's go to the old pink. Be like Rudy, well, as we contemplate going to the old pink, <laughs> we're going to continue drinking some resurgent beers and we're going to say good Love you, Jeff. So, Andrew. Uh, Hey, buddy. Cannot wait, cannot wait for the new resurgence opening. Go find be there without Pressure pants. Drop on all your social medias. Oh, fuck. This West Shore on all your social medias. Go find us on all your social medias. And. What the hub? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. 
Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.